So we are live, not live, but we are recording here at Aquashella in the fish stream booth. Very excited to bring in my friend, Jeff Miyake. I had to verify with him. That's the, pro the appropriate way to say the name because I hate mispronouncing <laughs> people's names. Uh, I have made it very clear to anybody that will listen to me that you are my favorite aquascaper on wow. the planet. You are responsible, and I'm gonna try while we're doing this uh, to put footage of this tank over. You're responsible for the best aquascape I've ever seen in my life. That's high praise. The one in Dallas, I sat there, it, or was it, it was Dallas, right? Yeah, with the arch, oh, the yeah. Dragonstone that arch. That was Dallas, this year. Um, it's the most impressive aquascape I've ever seen. Really? So uh, that makes me, th that has made you my favorite aquascaper, <laughs> along with your other work. I've seen your other stuff too, of course I have. I've seen what you're working on for here, which is a masterpiece. So I had to bring you on here to introduce you to the YouTube world. We talked about it. You, uh, you're well known on Instagram, 50,000 almost followers on Instagram. YouTube, you not don't even so much. You don't even have a channel, right? <laughs> I do have a channel. Oh, do you? Oh, that's hurtful. I have like 620, 630, somewhere in there. Okay. Just getting going. Well, good. Then maybe this will help to start it. I will put a link to Jeff's channel in the description. I want to talk to you, obviously, about aquascaping. I know that's hard to believe, but... <laughs> How, how does somebody, you, aquascaping is your life. How did it get there? It is all consuming these days. Um, I've been doing it for 14 years, I think. Yeah, so I got started in aquariums 45 years ago. Only the last 14 or so have been aquascaping, seriously aquascaping. And um, you know, I, I did it as a outlet because I worked out of a home office and my job was stressful and it was long hours. We're talking lots of double shifts, 16 hour days. Um, it was rough and I needed to take those breaks and I found aquascaping really helped me get through those long, long days. And we're not talking about, you know, a week or a month or a year of this I'm talking about like 15 years wow. of 16 hour days good grief yeah so aquascaping really got me through that and um, I just found a real passion because it's really easy to begin as an aquascaper you know anyone can put some substrate in there and some stones and some wood and, and maybe get lucky from time to time yeah you know it's 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 one of those things where you get better as you do more of it, like anything in life. So I totally forgot where I was going now. But, oh, yeah, it's <laughs> easy to begin. Yeah, that happens a lot. So, I, yeah. Yeah, um, I'm with you. <laughs> easy to begin, hard to master. So I like the complexity of it and always pushing myself. Like, um, I get asked all the time, this... We got the rumbling, rumbling yeah. behind us. But I get asked all the time, you know, how long does your aquascape stay up for? And I, for the majority of those 14, 15 years, I only had one aquarium. So if I wanted to make another aquascape, the previous aquascape had to come down. Mm. And 
So I would perfect this aquascape, take my photos, my videos, and tear it all down. Wow. And I would show people the tank, and they're like, it's gorgeous. It's, it's absolutely stunning. How can you tear down this? It's just a masterpiece. And I'm like, because the next one will be better. Yeah. How am I supposed to get better if I'm just going to sit here and look at this? I got to do another one. Yeah. And then their comment back to me always is something like, you must be dead inside. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some of your scapes, all of them, are absolutely incredible. I can't even imagine taking them down. I can't imagine putting them up, which is, I, I asked you this earlier. You, I'm sure you can answer it without even any thought. I'm not an artistic person at all. Were you arti autistic? Were you artistic? I, uh, and then uh, <laughs> when you got into this, were you already artistic? And then after, on top of that, how does the vision co come into your head mm -hmm. of these arches and, uh, you know, the, using the little things as pumpkins and stuff? How yeah, does that happen? So, so uh, first of all, we're all aquascapers. We're all artists. Okay. I don't care how good of an artist you are, but we are all artists in one way or another, right? So that's the first message that I preach when I get on stage, during my videos and all this. We all have this ability in us. And it's a matter of, you know, if you are interested in it, finding someone to mentor or teach or you know, watch others or somehow start to figure out how this is done. You know, if you, if you wanted to draw or paint, let's say if you wanted to paint, where would you start painting? It's the same thing with Aquascape. You start with the basics, right? You start drawing shapes, you start working with colors. So Aquascaping is very similar to any other art form. Yeah, so we're, you're an Aquascaper, I'm an Aquascaper. I am literally a guy that just piles up rocks. That's, do you that's have what any I do. intent? Well, I, I mean, I've done my share escapes that I was pleased with, that, but they're still, they're so simple it's hard to even classify them as aquascapes. Mm -hmm. I have one where I just did the entire back wall of big round river stones. It's my favorite tank I've ever done. You would look at sure. it and say, well, it's, it's a beautiful tank, but it's just a stack of rocks. And I'm like, I know, but that's what I love. Well, there's a lot more to aquascaping than worrying about the hardscape too. Yeah. So in the end, you know, um, when I take these final photos, I send them off to contests and I do that a lot. And I've have a, a huge list of winning rankings and that's well and good that other people are enjoying my work. You know, it's validating, but the ultimate judge for aquascapes are the fish and our critters. They're the ultimate. That's their home. We're just visiting. We're the custodians. It's true. <laughs> it's the fish. I wish. So you've seen photos of my work and maybe a little bit of video, mm -hmm. but you haven't experienced those aquascapes. I always tell people, yeah, the photos, it's good. The photo's good, but it's rubbish compared to seeing this in real life. I wish you could come to my house and look at this because you'll be blown away. That is so true. The The tank I saw in uh, Dallas with the, all the Dragonstone, which I'm a huge Dragonstone fan, so that, that helped. <laughs> but 
I saw that tank in person first. And then I saw the photos and I'm like, oh no, that's just not, yeah. that's not the same. That, that tank, it's, it's yeah. a different experience seeing it in, with your own eyes. And it's so hard too, because a, um, one of these works that I create here, like that one, I prepared a bit. So I prepared the arch, which when I got here, I shipped it. 800 miles FedEx. Wow. <laughs> so we, you saw how fragile that was. Oh, yeah. So when it arrived, it was in about 20 pieces. Ooh. So it didn't look anywhere near as good as when it was in my house. It was spectacular. There was so much more detail to it. It lost at least 50% of the details. Wow. Um, as well as just the other rocks and that sh shaping around it. I had time at home. When I get here, I'm scrambling. I got six to eight hours to put it all back together, you know, with water, fish, everything, it's not enough time. Right. So it's, it's a rush job. So I'm, I'm glad and you know, people, you know, every show is the same way. People come by and they're just ooing and aahing over these tanks and that's why I do this. Um, the mission is to inspire, educate and have some fun because otherwise what are we doing? <laughs> right. Yeah, you, you asked me, what did you say? Did I have a theme or an intent? You asked mm -hmm. if I had an intent with that tank. And then you mentioned it's not only the hardscape, but it also the, the plants and the fish and everything else. Well, this particular tank was for African cichlids mm -hmm. and bunas. So you, there's no plants. Like, that's not no, even a thing. No, of course not. Yeah. So it was really just a, to give them somewhere to where they can hide and they can mm -hmm. do their thing. And they're breeding like crazy in there now, so it worked out well. But, so the, you, you know, did I have an intent? I absolutely did. I knew exactly what I was going for. But it's so simple, but at the same time, I'm so proud of it. I can only imagine what it's like putting together the masterpieces that you do. Um, and to have, I get comments on that video that I did about that tank and it, I'm thrilled. Like I can't imagine having people, and you get it all the time coming up to you. And, oh, this is so amazing. I do, I, I, I do get a lot of validation and I, and I enjoy it, but it doesn't drive me. Um, the contests don't drive me. It goes back to my roots and what that aquarium represented in my life. Getting me through tough day after tough day after tough day. I mean, it was... That's incredible. Yeah, so to, to me, it's about this, this peacefulness and just, you know, working with the flow of the piece and, and just enjoying it and watching the plants grow in and, and trimming them and trying different things and yeah it's just a it's a feeling it's a piece of me right so it's kind of part of my soul at this point so when you when you're going to start your next project whether it be for a show like this or just your personal tank at home what is the first decision that gets made is it the fish i'd like to say it is but um often the fish i've figured out what is going to be the size and kind of the characteristic of the habitat that they would like. So I'll have a, uh, a list, a short list of fish. And then it's a matter of hunting those down and getting prized specimens. So um, for example, one of the tanks I did for, I think it was a couple years ago for one of the contests, I really wanted to do grommies, pearl grommies. I haven't done them in so long. And I knew kind of what they 
you know, the kind of the habitat that they want to feel comfortable in. And I built around that fish. A lot of times when I'm doing this, I like to have small fish in a big tank. It's more peaceful. It's relaxing. There you, you can swim from there to there. And that's the other thing. I don't make my schools too big. Because if you have a big school of fish in a big tank, and even though they're small fish, you know, it's kind of like the school. <laughs> the school right. Yeah, <laughs> they go back and forth two inches. Yeah, so if you only have a small school, right, they can go all the way around, and I think three-dimensionally. So I'll do a talk on the stage uh, revealing some of my best tips. I sat through and sifted through hundreds of my ideas, things I've done over time. And I distilled that down to my five best things to help any aquascaper, beginner all the way through what the best in the world do. And um, a lot of that hinges on the, the fish and why I do, why, why I think those ideas come to the forefront. Yeah. Most of the tanks that I've seen you do are in the like 40 to 75 gallon mm -hmm. or so range. I, I saw a video the other day of uh, a tank that Oliver Knott did mm -hmm. and, and he's brilliant just like you are. Yeah. But this awesome. tank was like 25 feet wide. Mm -hmm. Have you ever done giant tanks like that? No, I would, um, I would like to be the lead on something like that. Um, but I would need a heck of a lot of help. <laughs> I'm too old. I mean, it, it's so <laughs> intimidating. Those, the stones, you know, you know how heavy a, a stone is? It's 30 pounds, right? And you need stones or, or tree trunks. You're using, I don't know, car engine lifts or something? <laughs> Must be. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I was scared. I, you know, the biggest rock I put in that African cyclo tank was, you know, maybe 12 inches. It was probably 30 pounds. And the tank is 30 inches high, so I'm leaning way over. And, of course, with the stone being that big, I wanted to put it all the way on the bottom. It was one slip, and it's over. And I was terrified. And even worse, the, low, the lower back starts complaining. Yeah. And that goes, you're just done for like two or three weeks. I was not in a good mood when I was done. I was really happy that it was done, but not in a good mood. Oliver's uh, tank also had like a full-size tree coming yeah, out I've of seen it. it. I mean, it's amazing. The one with the baby Yoda in it, yeah, yeah. which I love. I thought that was so bold because you have this absolute masterpiece and then you have little Grogu in the middle. I was like, that's brilliant. I love it. And yours today is going to have the little hand-painted figures and stuff. So yeah. Yeah. You know what? Um, I, I was asked by somebody early on when Oliver was doing a lot more of that like dinosaurs and bones and you know also like a skeleton coming out of it. so he he's done he's done a lot of this and stuff and i got asked because people think i'm like this you know artiste this elite you know artist i'm just like are you kidding me i love this this dinosaur is this a wicked cool yeah you know i i don't see i don't put limitations on myself uh so when you're talking about how do i come up with my ideas I, I, there's just no, that's one of the styles of aquascaping is called Dutch, Dutch style of aquascaping. It's like the first aquascaping, right? It's been around for, I don't know how many, like a hundred or some years or more. I assumed it was Amano, but no, I, no, no. that shows how little I know. Yeah. Amano invented uh, the nature scaping or is credited with doing nature scaping. Kind of the predominance of my work is that where it's rocks and wood and, and really big impression and in this depth and you know 
this real clean look to the you know the rimless tanks and all that. Right. So real clean look um, and more uh, inspired by nature. The the Dutch is very much gardening and they have these rules. You have to make you have to use this many plants. You have to have you know this many reds and, and oh come on and um, you know you got to cover the back wall and they use moss and it's just really rigid. There's like a gazillion rules and unwritten rules and. You know, it's uh, every year the AGA has a Dutch contest, and so many people get disqualified in that because they didn't follow the rules. I so that's the only aquascaping I don't do is Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want rules. I don't want limitations. You can keep your rules, Mister Dutch people. I mean, isn't the point of art to be that there are no rules? I mean, that's the I way I look so. at it. I think so. I, I I don't know why why. Yeah, I that's that's just I. I don't like following rules anyway. So. Right? It's fun. What? <laughs> I mean, I like to do things that people say you're not supposed to do, mixing fish that you're not supposed to. I'm not going to let fish get killed, but, you know, I, I like to do things that the rule book says you I'm not allowed to do. You so. don't like doing the circle of life? No, I mean... I, I had one video went viral um, where I was dumping blue decorative shrimp so they get stuck in the filter so i'm using the waza pre-filter so the shrimp are all in there grazing away happily and i'll take the pre-filter dump it into a container and then put the shrimp back in the tank and i thought oh this will make a good video and i had the programmies and some other fish in there and pistos i had a pair of pistos oh boy and i have i have like thousands of these shrimp they're they're cockroaches in the tank Right. right i don't even know what to do with them i give them away by you know the hundred and Everyone in my area is like, no more shrimp, please. <laughs> <laughs> so they're, they're great food. Sure. So I dumped I dumped them in at the top and let them swim through the gauntlet of fish. So the fish are like, oh, it's feeding time. <laughs> you know, so they'll gather there and they, they ran the gauntlet and not a single shrimp got eaten. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. So, um, I mean, it's not that the, the pistos, they love those shrimp, but they never made much of a dent in the colony. And they were super colorful. Those were some awesome fish. I, I love shrimp. I have a tank in my in my office bathroom. Uh, I know that sounds weird, but and it, it's got so many cherry shrimp in it, it. It's it's out of control. I am not a fan at all of feeding live foods, mm. but shrimp I'm okay with. <laughs> I mean, as cute as they are and as beautiful as they are, pretty, if shrimp get eaten, I don't lose yeah, any sleep. Pretty over much it. circle of life. Yeah, but. My, my wife was feeding the same tank I was talking about earlier, the, the yellow lab tank with all the rocks. She was so excited because she fed the food and the food was coming down and it's like a huge feeding frenzy. And two fry came out, little pieces of rice came out mm. and they were trying to pick up on the crumbs and then they got swooped in and, and eaten right there in front of her. She was like, oh no, terrified. But uh, I, I would love to have my wife speak with you because she is very passionate about aquascaping uh, unfortunately she's not here yet but i'd be happy to she in I, in dallas she did a beautiful scape and the other jeff jeff sensky came up ah, to her yes. yep. he scaped the a tank jeff. right next to her and he gave her one little pointer which was as simple as straighten out your line of gravel in the front because it was a little <laughs> wavy but that meant so much to her because he was you know, he's an accomplished aquascaper like you are. Yeah. And he's like, she was thrilled that he was happy with her scape. 
And then uh, he did escape later that weekend that looked very similar to hers. So uh, <laughs> she was saying, yeah, maybe he got some inspiration from me. But um, so I know, I, I'm sure you've met her, but I, she would love to to pick your brain, I'm sure. I am but. more than happy to answer anyone's questions. It's I'm, I'm actually retired. So those long days paid off. So I got to retire early. So at least there was you. some benefit there. And... Uh, and I've been doing this for fun. So I do this, um, I'm a WAS ambassador, so I'm at these conventions and they uh, sponsor the videos and, and uh, going to the clubs and fish stores and talking to folks and sharing how to do aquascaping and just really setting healthy expectations too. A lot of folks, um, they'll look at my work or others' work and they see these contest tanks and they're just like, oh, that's, that's too much. Yep, can't so, do that. So, um, you know, setting healthy expectations, really. Well, your first tank didn't look the way your tanks now do. No. Everybody has to start somewhere. No. And, and the thing is, it, it, yeah, you have to fit it into your lifestyle, right? What works for you? If you enjoy it, you have fun with it, you're proud of it, you won. You're, you're a great aquascaper. Well, and the, just the therapy angle of it, I think, is is critical too. This this hobby is already a therapy type hobby. Yeah, that's and true. To be able to spend hours and hours and hours, one of the things that always kind of drove me away from aquascaping, it, it's like it's one of those things like I love snakes, but I'll never own one. I like mm -hmm. other people's snakes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like I admire other aquascaping, and I love watching the process. But me, I'm the guy that wants to just boom, 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 it's all done. I, I don't want to take 30, 40 hours, uh, which my wife was working on a tank right now that she's probably got 30 hours into, and it's still empty. But she's, uh. <laughs> she's putting in her time, and she's enjoying it. It's, it's therapeutic for her. And yeah, it's just there's no right or wrong. It's art. Uh, it's subjective. You can do whatever you want. Enjoy it however you want that's it that there's nothing more to it you know so it's and, it, and it's such a you know again it's easy to start hard to to master so if you want to just do it no one's there judging you right if you want to go to social media and start sharing it there then people are going to start giving you comments and most of them are trying to help you out and improve um and then there's the next level you can go to competitions and you know, put yourself in front of judges, you know, so you can pick wherever on the spectrum that you want to be. So that's, that's wonderful. And you don't have to be, you know, you could do contests one year and then take two years out of that and just do what you want to do. That's kind of what I've been up to. Yeah. So like, there's no way I would send my, uh, my tree house in an aquarium to a contest. Dude, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? <laughs> I mean, it would win in my book. I like, I like things that are that go against the grain like that. I think that's that's adorable. But the you've answered this question probably 20 times already today, but I'm going <laughs> to ask you again because anytime I ever have conversations with non-aquascapers, it always goes to well those guys they're not taking care of those tanks. They're putting them together and then they're tearing them down like like you did. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, you, I have friends that have 15, 20 tanks that they've aquascaped and they didn't take them down. You know, 
there's the a myth. maintenance of it. There's a myth that they're high maintenance, that they don't last. They're only good for three months or six months, and then you gotta tear them down because they're. It, that's all a myth. I'll just set the record straight. 100% myth. Now there are some things that you have to address, like um, this, the aqua soils that aquascapers predominantly use to grow optimal plants. You don't even need it, but it's very beneficial to growing plants because the cation exchange and the way it's pelletized, the ease of use, the, you can stack it thick and it'll stay, uh, it won't go anaerobic on you. Um, the nutrients will, de- will be depleted, in particular nitrogen. The other nutrients actually will in- increase because of the cation exchange, um, but nitrogen depletes. So you've got to replenish the nitrogen, and there's ways to do this. You, you, we have root fertilizers. We can dose the water column. Right. We can choose plants that don't need as much nitrogen in, in their root system. So that is really the only limiter is the nitrogen in the system. Uh, a lot of aquascapers, when they do this, will actually purposely limit nitrogen because it changes the form of the plant. So uh, a lot of the plants, especially like rotalas, will go from green to kind of pale you know, green to orangey to bright red. Right. With nitrogen starvation. So, but it's it'll it's not long term. Those plants will collapse because One they're starving. One of my starving. favorite plants. Yeah. So. So nitrogen is something that has to be replenished in the system. Everything else in the system is completely sustainable for any length of time. Yeah, there's plenty of aquascapes that have been up for years, decades even. So that's a myth. Do you... So do we crush that? That's a myth. Uh, well, that's good. Stop I saying mean, that, people. It's just another excuse, but... Uh, An excuse, yep. Do you... When you're... I would have a feeling if you're putting something together for display purposes for one weekend like this weekend or for a contest, your process would probably be different. But is maintenance something that's in your mind when you're coming up with your concepts? Very much so. Very much so. Uh, One of my tips, one of my pro tips as an aquascaper, put your equipment on the tank before you start aquascaping. Leave the equipment in. Do not scape around that equipment. So if you don't have all the pretty glassware, like the lily pipes and all that, you have these big, you know, green or blue or black tubes and stuff, heaters, whatever, do not change your concept because of that equipment. Don't try to hide the equipment specifically because it's ugly to you with your hardscape. Because what happens is you have this tube coming down, and you'll take that that rock and you'll put it in front of that tube, and now you've just got a rock in front of a tube. It's not an aquascape, right? Right. Whereas if you just aquascape the tank out and put your flowing lines in, your plants and all that, and you got the tube there, the aquascape is going to be beautiful. And what is going to draw your eye, the pipe or the beautiful aquascape? That's very true. Your mind is going to erase the pipe. Yep. Because it's it's still life support. It just has to be there. It's just like the aquarium itself has to be there. So don't hide your equipment. But scape around it. Make sure you have good flow. One of the things with aquascapes, if um, and this maybe goes back to the myth of the aquascapes aren't long-term, is as the plants grow in and in and in, they block the flow. 
and there'll be a lot of stagnant dead spots and you'll have start running into algae issues and all sorts of stuff. So you really have to have a plan to keep those plants in check. You know, don't be afraid to use scissors. Most aquascapers are afraid to use their scissors. I just posted a video showing me with an overgrown tank and I took it down to the aqua soil. And then I grew it back in over 70 days. So I just, I, I had this, it just posted, today's Friday, it just posted yesterday. Wow. So I show this, don't be afraid, just get in there, rip them down and get them under control. So if they get out of control, get them back under control because otherwise you run into problems. But if you keep them under control, it's gonna be running forever. Do you have a particular favorite fish for aquascapes? Like no, I try not doing favorites. It's a okay. limitation. It's a crutch, right? Um, I have fish I really enjoy. I have a short list of fish like for conventions that I'll use because I know they're not shy and they can take the constant change and it's less stressful on them. So the, I do tend to those. So I have a, a list that I go off of for sure. A lot of fish are... <clears throat> just off the list because of their size or their behavior so i can't get fish that are going to rip up all the plants like you're right. in bunas right so it just there's a list and it's a finite list maybe 100 species there so and then they have to be available and you have to be able to get a school of them yeah so there's all sorts of limitations there fish is, fish can be a challenge i always I always just assume when you're going to have a super high-level aquascape like you do, it's always little nano fish, which is great. I mean, I'm wondering when we're going to see the big fish. I'm a, I'm a monster fish guy. <clears throat> I appreciate aquascaping, and I love it. If someone gives me a big enough tank, I'd be happy to do something like that. Because what you're getting into there is basically your your um, public aquariums and that kind of thing. So there's some overseas that have done this and they could put bigger fish in there because the scale works, right? So the aquascaping, a big component of like a beginner aquascaper and a master aquascaper is this sense of scale and perspective. So uh, what, why we want scale and perspective? Because it creates impression. Hopefully that won't get picked up the in the mic. That is the most annoying jackhammer <laughs> sound I've ever heard. <laughs> so we got that jackhammer behind us. But yeah, so scale and perspective. I'll repeat this as soon as this clears. Uh, so scale and perspective are so important to a master aquascaper because they create an impression. They create a very strong impression. So when you look at it, it's not like, ah, oh, it's just a pile of rocks, like you said, right? It's like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. That's crazy. And you see all the fish swimming through it. And it's, it's I've always just assumed the, the small fish are used because you don't want the fish to be overpowering the aquascape. Like I'm, I'm one of those people, I, what I teach people is the basics, the, mm -hmm. the beginner type stuff. Um, and I tell people in the beginning, let the fish be the decorations. You don't have to mess around with yeah. all of this stuff. You need to figure out how all this works. Yeah. And then... They, they go hand in hand, right? It, it's all tied together because we're taking these fish out of their homes. We should really be trying to 
give them a home back. You know, I understand that you know if you're a fish breeder, you're gonna have a bear tank and all right. this and stuff, and there's some utilitarian pieces. But if you're a hobbyist and this is in your home, give the fish a nice home. They'll reward you. They will color up. They will breed. They will greet you. They will swim naturally and, and interact with each other. So they will reward you. So the fish are the judges. I love it. Is there... I really hope you answer this the way I want you to. We have not talked about this before doing this interview. Do you have a favorite plant farm distributor <laughs> that you you know I sell plants, so I'm hoping you give me the right answer. Uh, one of those, when you see this particular brand of plants, you're like, oh, that's, this is going to be good. Yeah, so um, I, I am, to be clear, I do have sponsorship, product sponsorship with Tropica. Okay. So that was I sell early. tropical plants. Awesome. That's all I sell. So I so answered it correctly. You answered for you. it okay. beautifully. <laughs> I love that Wonderful. answer so much. Serendipity. <laughs> so yeah. So I, you know, the the tropical plants uh, have been wonderful, and I, I tend towards the tissue culture because they're much easier for me to get a tissue culture cup in. I know how many plants are going to be in there, and they're easy to plant, and you get a huge bang for your buck. Yeah. Because there's so many. Uh, plants in that cup, even though the cup is, you know, what is it? Yeah, it's a little Three inches thing. in diameter, two inches tall. Um, and when they switch from that gel, um, the gelatin media to the liquid media, oh, I can just rinse that off, pull those plants apart. I'll set them all on my tray, all individually, and I just go at them with my pinsets and just like a sewing machine. And I can plant 100, 200 of these in an hour or two. So nice. when I come to these um, to conventions or do my demos and that, it's, it's a godsend because I can demonstrate how this is done. It's clean and it, and it just works and they're pest free. So yep. getting a aquascape started is usually a challenge, especially if it's hardscape dominant. So the more plants you put in, the better. So plant it heavy. Uh, and the thing is with uh, plants, if you're getting them already grown, they're going to transition. So a lot of plant matter is going to decay and it's going to create algae fuel. Tissue culture plants aren't going to do that. So it gives you a leg up on the start. So I'm really happy with the tissue culture stuff. Not all plants are available tissue culture, so right. you still have to go out and get, you know, like java ferns or whatever. But um, stem plants and the carpeting plants and you know just about everything right. is available i'd say 90 percent. sometimes it's a hard sell for me because i sell i i love crips i could just oh yeah eat up crips all day long i sell a ton of them in pots mm -hmm. um and then you know i'll have the person that'll be like is there a way to be 100 percent guaranteed it's going to be pest free I'm like yeah we sell a lot of these crips in the tissue culture form too and they're like uh you know, I don't know. It, it's kind of a hard sell because they are so small, but people don't realize you're getting so many more. I mean, there's so much in that one little cup. And they're the, small, but they won't be small long. They're so easy to plant, too. Yeah. They, yeah, they, they, it, it's not intuitive. 
it's just not intuitive. Even if you, after you tell people over and over, they still will tend towards the, the grown out pot and then they run into problems. Right. <laughs> and then they, then I'm getting, you know, giving advice on how to fight algae. <laughs> yep. I would rather have, you know, give advice on, you know, like what plant to add <laughs> or, you know, something with, oh, change your hardscape a little bit here. It would be really cool if you added, uh, you know, some piece. So stuff like that, you know, and I'd rather do that than fight pests. Pa- you know, pests are one of those things that people exit the hobby about. So the less yeah. pests that we have, the better, right? So we uh, we have a whole room that's full of plant tanks that are full of tropical plants, pots. And uh, sometimes we'll get some snails in there. And then all of a sudden, when you have one, you've got 3,000. Mm-hmm. We collect them up. And believe it or not, we sell bladder snails. Food. And a ton. We sell a ton of them. Yeah. <laughs> and it is some of it's people buying them for puffer fish and stuff like that. But uh, I don't care what they do with them when they buy them from us. But it's surprising how many people will buy bladder snails. Yeah, it's 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 great food. Sure, that's what they eat. So now I, I'm going to give you one more question here because I know you got a whole big day ahead of you. <laughs> when people come to me, and again, I like to go beginner basic stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and they say, you know, what's great plants to start with? I'm always going Crips, Rotala, Bacopa. Easy, Anubias, obviously. Uh, but from an aquascaping standpoint, not the little plants, the mosses and the ground covers and stuff, but the, the bigger plants, what are your favorites for? I, the, my, my go-to is Rotala. There's so many forms of it, and you can manipulate the plant based on your husbandry so you can get you can get different forms different growth forms different colorations out of it and it's so easy to grow you can have it short you can have it long and draped over it's so versatile is the most versatile plant i think we have in our arsenal so that is my that is my go-to and it also is really resistant to algae because it grows very quick. So in my tanks, I'm, I fertilize heavily, I have high light, and I'm running CO2 enrich, enrichment, right? Oh, and that makes Rotala go absolutely bananas. I get six inches a week. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it allows me to pick different trim lines. And then once I have it dialed in, I will dial back the light. So that's the gas pedal. Right. So once I've got this grown in and it looks good, I'll reduce the light substantially so that I don't get six inches because that's no fun. But it's really great if you're impatient and want to just get it grown in. You can put, oh, it'll make you feel like a pro yeah, real fast. Yeah, it's it's an amazing plant. The biggest problem I have with Rotala from a retailer standpoint, we have these little trays that we got from Tropica that are that hold 21 plants, pots. And the rotala grows so fast and so burly that they'll grow like into each other. Yeah. I'm, I'm starting to wonder if I should start separating them just one uh, to per. It's because they all get mixed up. So you pull this, one out and they all come this out. This is what you need to do. You need to just have a tank dedicated to it and just plant a big mass of rotala. And then what you do is you just trim it and, and sell do the six inches. Yeah, because the tops or what everyone's excited about. So you'll sell six to eight inch trimmings, you know, 10 to a bunch or whatever you, you want to do. 
and then your supply never runs out because you, you don't true. care you don't care about the bottoms the bottoms will just become this big thick root mass right. barely in leaves and it'll just every time you cut you'll get two <laughs> two shoots so it's just I I throw out rotella crazy because the hobbyists around me no longer want it's like the shrimp thing right no more rotella <laughs> here comes Jeff with his rotella <laughs> so like I said you have uh, we've been going 41 minutes already um, and you have a lot of weekend ahead of you why don't you talk about what you have going on this weekend are you doing a talk I'm doing yeah so um, let me just think for a second so I set up the booth at Owasso with my treehouse, so come by see that. It's spectacular. I will put photos of that over us while we're talking here, uh, or video I, of it. After this, I'm headed to the uh, Fluval Aquascaping Contest, so I will be doing that today. So, however long my back holds out, I'll escape today. And that's um, there's a big prize on the line, but uh, what is the prize? Five grand. Oh, hello. I know, right? Yes, please. So, yeah, I'll, I'll join. But I don't, I don't, so they get two days to do it, or I get two days, but I only have one to spend because then tomorrow I'll be in the Waza booth as the ambassador, and then I'll be on the feature stage competing against Austin from ADG. So we'll be going head to head, the young gun against the old man. Oh, boy. So we'll see how that goes. Nice. I, I think I should get a head start or a helper to carry the rocks <laughs> or something. <laughs> so um, so I'll be on the feature stage and then on Sunday again in the booth and then um, at noon on Sunday I'll be speaking on the main stage and sharing my five tips including the one that all the best aquascapers in the world do and you don't how about that yeah. that's perfect and that that talk will be available on Fitstream app if you haven't downloaded the Fitstream app this is going to go up obviously after the show so that's all of this that jeff's saying right now has already happened oh. but you can view all of that on the fish stream app and uh you know what i'll be at the i'll be at the results for the aquascaping contest and we'll see what happens there when jeff claims his first place prize <laughs> yeah. that'll be fun but with a jam-packed weekend like that, I really, really appreciate you taking the time to, to sit down here with me, have a nice, relaxing, uh, jackhammered, yeah, that was crazy fun. sound here. This is a live show. It's happening. Uh, but I really do appreciate it. Well, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate uh, just being able to get the message out. So less talking, more escaping. That's what I always say. There you go. 